morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike. It is uh, a fine April morning. Birds have been out, obviously, because, man, my windshield looks horrible. <laughs> Thanks, birdies. Yuck. Size of that one's got to be a pro or something. Uh, yeah, so this is Mike. I have bird poop on my window. My windshield. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, so it is... What date is it? I'm not sure. April 17th, it looks like. April 17th, 2019. I'm on my way to work, and you guys are coming with me. And, and uh, yeah... Uh, what's been going on with you guys? Uh, last, I'd say, two, two and a half months, I've been a, a busy builder. Um, busy with uh, construction projects around my house, deconstruction and construction, many of which I have, uh, uh, of course, bored you guys, you guys too. To tears with uh, um, the uh, deconstruction and reconstruction of my uh, my deck outside my uh, back door, as well as the improvement of the expansion of. Uh, and now I'm I'm on expansion, uh, expanding. Um, Expanding the size and scope of uh, my deck uh, to to go across where it was originally planned to be, but never never got to for various reasons. So uh, my house is built on a slope, and, and so the, uh, the platforms that I have to build on the back uh, need some significant support. Uh, because they're quite high, right? Uh, one of my, uh, one of the decks on the back of my house is probably something like two meters in the air. Uh, once it gets all the way out to its full length from the house. Well, the other one I'm building is is to another sliding door that's never had a, uh, uh, it's, it's never been useful as a door because. <laughs> The drop was over a meter uh, right outside of it. Uh, but now I've got a, a deck in place that I put in last week and, and I'm building finally uh, the structure to support a balcony just above that deck because I have another door on the second floor that was meant to go out on a balcony that in the last 14 years uh, we've never been able to use either. In fact, we, we labeled it uh, our suicide door because it was a door that just went right off the right off the second floor, uh, and it was quite dangerous, so we had to put a special lock on it. And we had originally planned to have a balcony there, but you know, as construction projects go, you you spend more money than you thought you were going to in this area, and so you have to take it from that area. And, and of course, the decks were not uh, necessary uh, to the. Uh, the functionality of the house as a shelter for my family in the beginning, so those were uh, 
those were put on hold. Uh, but finally, after 14 years, and <laughs> most of my kids are out of the house now, it's a shame. Uh, finally, I'm getting them done, and, and it's, it's uh, something I enjoy doing. I enjoy, I enjoy the freedom of building alone um, and, and, and uh, the creativity that's involved in it and the choosing of materials and the making of the dimensions and how things connect together and, uh, and uh, you know, how, how they can be functional uh, in this area or that area. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun for me. Like, it, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't really feel like work. It's fun. Uh, I've always been a builder. Uh, not by profession, uh, but by, um, what's that word I'm looking for? By... can't find the word right now, but it's just a, it's just, you know, kind of my personality. I've always been kind of a builder, a starter, uh, 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 you know, to make new things, whether it's been clubs or, or uh, you know, writing music or uh, planting churches, or trying to do, th- do new things in the churches, you know, programs, whatever it is, I've always been about doing things making new things or doing things in a new way and, uh, that's just my inclination that's that's the way I lean um, other people equally important are, are maybe renewal people or, or you know, sustainers or um, you know, things like this but for whatever reason uh, my disposition thank you uh, has always been as a, as a builder I would say and that's from from my upbringing, uh, my dad, I would say, was in many ways a builder. Uh, he liked to work with wood as, as well as mechanical things. Um, he likes to invent. He, he has ideas that he has actually um, seen to fruition and uh, invented things. Um, and so I was raised as his only son for least the first 11 years and uh all right sorry i got a phone call uh there and uh yeah unfortunately uh my partner who works uh with me at the cafe had a little fender bender on the way to work so she's gonna have to close for a couple hours this morning so anyway uh i'm gonna pause for a minute and make a phone call and then I will resume. Bye-bye. Yeah, so stuff like this kind of sucks in Japan. Uh, there can be a lot of, uh, you know, when you have a fender bender, little uh, traffic accidents that, you know, really in the States wouldn't be very serious. You just kind of go on with your life here. They can make... Uh, life a living hell in a way. Um, well, hopefully this will turn out well. Nobody's hurt. Uh, Michi's okay. Yeah, hopefully everything will be fine. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going the other direction to work, so I had to call my wife to see if she could assist Michi a little bit, so I think she'll be working on that from the other end. Man, where was I after all that? 
Um, don't remember what I was talking about at all. Complete blank slate. Driving. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea what it's talking about now. That kind of thing totally resets you. <laughs> Especially when you don't really have a an agenda. Well, I will talk about one thing that that I've started uh, doing this week, and hopefully um, it won't be too disjunct to whatever I was talking about a few minutes ago. Well, a few seconds for you, several minutes for me. I recently became familiar with what's called the Jesus Prayer, uh, which is a short, uh, contemplative, uh, repetitive prayer that uh, has been found uh, beneficial to many people over the centuries, uh, if not uh, millennia, um, called the Jesus Prayer. It's a very simple prayer uh, that, that people sometimes say using beads or a rope with knots, uh, and they'll say it over and over, and the prayer goes like this, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. And that's it. It's a very simple prayer. Uh, some people add at the end, have mercy on me, a sinner. But to me, if you're asking for mercy uh, in that uh, in that request, uh, you, you understand that you are a sinner. Um, I don't see the need to add that. And that was not the original uh, prayer. So... I'm going to stick with the original version, which makes it shorter uh, and maybe less shaming, um, depending on where you are in your walk with Christ. That may be something you you need to say, want to say, maybe, uh, maybe you don't. Either way, I'm 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 going to leave that part off. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Uh, in this prayer, uh, I, I did say for an evening and a morning, and I don't know how many times I uttered it during the day, uh, the last couple days, but possibly up to, um, I don't know, 30, 40 times, maybe, uh, in, the, in the two days since I've uh, been trying to do it, but I, I don't have any thing that prompts me to do it. It's just when I think of it, I try to say it. Um, and I have to say, I have felt more at peace and a little bit more motivated, a little bit more under control, maybe, uh, since I began uh, saying it. It's not a it's not a magical thing, but. I don't consider it a magical thing. Some people say that there's power and, you know, I think that's a supernatural power in the name of Jesus. Uh, I think the power in the name of Jesus is the knowledge of how much he loves you, you know, and and you could say that there's power in the cross as well. Um, And I would think that I don't see it necessarily as magical powers. Uh, uttering the name of 
name of Jesus, but reminding people that it reminds you when you think of Jesus, uh, you, you're, you can be reminded of uh, the fact that he, uh, he loves you completely. Uh, and I think that's always a good thing. Kind of the, the problem I have with the prayer is I feel like I feel like it should say something more like Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, thank you for having mercy on me. Or thank you for loving me. Um, something like that, to me, uh, would be even more beneficial, but I don't want to disregard out of hand uh, what the fathers of the faith faith have found to be beneficial just because I think uh, I have a better theology. <laughs> so I'm going to stay true to the prayer uh, and, and try it out as much as I can. Again, I'm not a very disciplined person that way. I'm not really a person who does great on starting new routines. Uh, but I'm going to stick with it for a while and, uh, and try. Uh, it's something that, that the, the mystics have done. Uh, famous uh, church fathers, like I said, throughout uh, millennia have, have, have practiced and experienced. Um, the, the, I'm sure the desert fathers and, and different church fathers uh, have found beneficial. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it for a while. Who knows, I may even say it again once or twice during this podcast. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Uh, and I wonder if if the word Christ might be better if we translate it to anointed one or chosen one. Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Lord Jesus, the chosen one, Son of God, have mercy on me. Jesus Christ, the Chosen One, Son of God, have mercy on me. Uh, Or just the Chosen, to make it simpler. Lord Jesus Christ, the Chosen, have mercy on me. Or maybe Messiah uh, is more meaningful to you than Christ. The problem with the word Christ is not in its original meaning, which does uh, line up with Messiah or Savior. Uh, or a chosen one or anointed one. The word Christ is not the problem. The, the problem is Christ in our language has slipped into the slot of Jesus' last name. And uh, as such has kind of become meaningless. Jesus Christ, right? The Christ part, we don't, we don't contemplate the... the uh, levity of that part of the statement. And so maybe changing it to the chosen one or the anointed one or the anointed of God uh, might might help you remember uh, his mission, uh, his uh, what he has accomplished for us and thereby the the, the implications of that. Uh, 
And so this is not something that comes natural to me, contemplation or, or repetitive prayer. In fact, I was raised uh, to believe that repetitive type prayers were pagan. That's what the pagans did because of some things that Paul said. Uh, and I get that danger. I can see where there might be a danger of just saying prayers without thinking about them. Um, and yet, just because I think maybe I, I have a a uh, theology that's that that goes against that, I'm not going to discount it uh, and and stand on my theology in a way that doesn't uh, give at least uh, due respect to the men and women who have gone on before me who have found uh, this prayer to be an important part of their walk with Jesus. Um, and so yeah, I'll, I'll uh, stick with it and I'll let you know uh, what comes of it. You know, this, uh, this new prayer, uh, coincides with me listening to or reading books by people who are more contemplative, uh, worshipers than I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm delving in somewhat, uh, to the works of, of mystics and people who have followed a more mystical life. Um, are or have been writing about mysticism, um, and uh, and I'm hoping that it will it will add something to my understanding of Jesus. That it will deepen. That it will it will eternal internalize more um, my relationship with Jesus and. Uh, thereby, hopefully, uh, continue the transformation that I've been on into a better uh, reflection of Christ, a truer reflection, a less uh, corrupt reflection of Jesus. Um, and I hope that that will be the case. Lord Jesus chosen of God, the Son of God, have mercy on me. And I thank you for that mercy. The uh, mercy that Christ has bestowed on all of us uh, can't be overstated. Uh, you know, I've said before, grace is either grace or it isn't. nor could it increase because all of us got all of it <laughs> if that makes any sense at all all of us got all of it um, that's 
that's the nature of God's grace. It's not that we had to divide it amongst ourselves. And so, uh, you know, everybody gets just a tiny portion. No, we, every one of us gets the full amount. Uh, and that's it. You know, uh, each one of us gets the full amount of grace. And there isn't more to be had because the increase of that grace is impossible. But thank goodness, neither is the decrease. So all of the grace that there is to be had, which is an infinite amount, uh, is available to each one of us. Right? We've each been giving, given the full measure of grace. And that happened on the cross, and it has nothing to do with um, whether you have done this or that or believe this or that. Uh, whether you've committed good things or, or done bad things, right? Uh, the grace you have received is grace. It is grace or it isn't grace. And if it is grace, uh, then you've received the full amount uh, by no, uh, through no actions of your own, right? No, you've done nothing to, to uh, merit the gift that is the grace of God. And so when I think of the mercy that we've received, Everyone's received it. And the mercy is this. That by the world's system, we did not deserve mercy. But by the grace of Jesus, he has destroyed the world's system. Right? The system of the world is the system of crime and punishment. Right? The system that says uh, the punishment must, must fit the crime. Uh, in extreme cases, this means death. Something's vibrating in my car. It's not coming through the mic too much. I can't find where it is. Uh, in extreme cases, uh, it can mean death or exile, right? Uh, ostracism. Right, to be ostracized from, to be cut off. Um, and that's, that's the world's system. So Jesus has been merciful to us in that not only does he take the punishment that the world's system demanded for our sins, in so doing, he destroyed that world system. And so we, no, not, not only were our past sins forgiven us, but our future sins as well. Because not only did he forgive our past transgressions by paying that price himself, paying to the world system, mind you. And the world system, another code name for the world system is Satan, right? The Satan. Ha-Satan, which in Hebrew means the accuser, right? Not only did he pay the price to the accuser for our transgressions, he, 
destroyed that system in that process, right? So that uh, our future sins would be forgiven as well. So that we could be uh, worthy receptacles of this full measure of grace that is offered to all of us. Uh, and I don't buy in to the idea that only a few people receive this grace. I think, I think because the grace is a full measure, measure that everyone gets to receive, it's not something that has to be divided, uh, but is freely given to all. Uh, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to accept it to have received it. Okay, and so what I think. Jesus is doing, and, and, and uh, another word for Jesus is the Christ, or the chosen one, what he has been chosen to do is convince us of this, to convince us that the world system no longer has a claim on us, that we uh, are worthy receptacles of the favor, also known as grace, that Christ has given us, and that that one of the things, one of the good things that that happens in the world is the kingdom of God is taking that message to everyone. And wherever that message is, is received, the kingdom of God has a foothold. Wherever the message of grace is received, the kingdom of God gains territory. The kingdom of God advances. <laughs> Now, this kingdom of God is not a foreign, invading power. The kingdom of God is retaking its own original land. Okay, and by, by land, I, I'm, I'm talking metaphorically. Uh, the kingdom of God spreading and, and spreading the sovereignty of Christ is not a, a foreign, invading power. It's a power that is taking what once was was Christ but was lost to the system of the world also known as the accuser the the Satan right the accuser and so the Spirit of God is creating heaven everywhere the grace of Jesus is accepted and believed you know eternal life that, that all another word for the kingdom of god is eternal life or or heavenly life life that is not of this world and the world system but is of the original the, the stuff of the original world the 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 incorruptible and in that sense the eternal the timeless right another word is the perfect the kingdom of God is spreading that message now, but I think the kingdom of God will continue into the next life and will continue to, to convince Jesus himself and Jesus' agents will continue to convince people that they are recipients of this grace. It's sort of like... It's sort of like a government who, who decides that uh, it's going to give 
uh, every citizen in its realm a thousand dollars right and it is set aside a thousand dollars for every citizen in the entire country now some know of this because perhaps they live in the cities or or they pay attention to government things but some who live away from the city out in the country who perhaps don't have uh, access to news wouldn't know this right they wouldn't know that this free gift has been given them uh, and some may even not believe it they they may even decide to not believe uh, that they have received uh, such a thing uh, because it just seems too far-fetched seems too good to be true right and so they would continue to live not having received this money or even if they receive it not spending it afraid that they they would you know they would uh, be accused of uh, receiving it before but it's been set aside for everybody everybody gets the same gift everybody gets the full amount right everybody gets it it is your birthright right you are a member of the kingdom of God whether you know it or not and your birthright is this grace by the fact that you were born on the earth that God created, you have a claim to this grace. You never need to split it with anybody. Uh, nobody gets more than other people, although it seems like it uh, because of the way that the system of the world is is continuing to go alongside uh the way of Jesus, they continue to, to parallel each other in a lot of ways. But what Jesus has come to say is that my kingdom is real. My kingdom is, is everlasting or eternal or otherworldly life. And I have come to give you that life and give it to you abundantly. And the world system, though it, it seems to exist... Uh, does not any longer have the last word. And the kingdom of God is in the process of dismantling that world system. Right? Uh, and at the same time, uh, convincing people of their birthright. That, they're, that they are worthy and have a right to accept the birthright. The grace that Jesus has offered them. Um, and so Jesus is merciful. I'm going to have to cut this off. It's almost time for me to go to class. I lost a little time uh, because of uh, the phone calls. Um, but I want you to know that you, anybody that listens to this, whether you know about Jesus or not, you have a birthright. And, and it has been set aside for you. It is earmarked for you. Nobody else can receive it. Uh, and nobody else can steal it from you. Uh, you can only decide not to accept it. Uh, but rest assured, whether in this life or the next, Jesus will continue to, tr to 
try to convince you of its truth. Lord Jesus, the chosen one of God, the son of God, have mercy on us. Bye-bye.